0: A few weeks ago, I was at a campfire with a group of young adults, and we were having a nice time, went kind of late, and I was getting ready to leave. Like, it's was getting close to 10 o'clock, you know, that's past my bedtime. So, I was getting ready to go, and all of a sudden, someone asked this really deep question. They said, uh, what would it be like if everybody knew when they were gonna die? <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a deep question, you know? What happens when it gets late at night, you know? Um, and uh, so then I sat back down and I couldn't leave right away because I knew that this was a great moment to to speak about spiritual things. Um so we kind of toyed around with the idea a little bit, and by the end, you know, I had never really thought of that question. you know why didn't God decide to all of give all of us like a sense or a knowledge of the moment when we're gonna die? You know, it's possible that God could, reveal to each person, like one month in advance, that they only have one month left. And at first it seems like that would be a great thing because then you could prepare yourself for your death and everybody could be ready, you know? We could all be ready for the moment we're gonna die. And then we started to kind of hypothesize what would actually happen if that was the case. And I, I think that you'd probably have just as many people who would misuse the last month of their life as people who would actually be ready. You know, you probably have a whole bunch of people who would decide that they're just going to live a selfish life, or live for themselves, or grab as much as they can because they've only got one month left. Um, So I believe that it's in God's wisdom that we never know the day that we're going to die. Well, I thought that I thought of that story when I was reading this reading from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians today, when he's speaking about um, being ready for the coming of Christ. You know, he has this uh, this one line, which is really important here. The appointed time has grown short. The appointed time has grown short. St. Paul, during his life, the Christians were, were living with this expectation that Christ was going to come again very soon. So that's the kind of the context of this reading here, when he starts speaking about virgins and about having a wife, but acting like you don't have one, and having possessions but acting like you don't have possessions, it's all in the context of realizing that they believe Christ is going to come very soon. Now, this is 2,000 years later, and oftentimes we look back at that and we say, well, Paul was wrong. Christ didn't come. Actually, it's been 2,000 years and he still hasn't come. You know, for all we know, it could be another 2,000 years. Um, I think that regardless of when Christ comes, St. Paul has tapped into a really important truth and it's that truth that we were reflecting on by the campfire that night was the fact that we don't know when Christ is going to come for us. We don't know when our last breath is going to be or when our last moment is going to be. So Paul's advice is really pertinent to us. Live right now as though this were your last day. Live right now as though this were your last moment. We should be living every day ready to be taken by Christ, ready to go to his kingdom. You know, and it's beautiful that this ties in with the gospel today, that Jesus says in in the Beatitudes of St. Luke are a little bit different from the ones that we usually memorize, but it's the same idea that blessed are you if you're poor because you can have the kingdom of heaven. We're, We're living in this world as though we're detached from all of the things of this world longing for the spiritual things that come, expectant for it. We're called as Christians to live with the same attitude as the first Christians, with like this this tendency to be looking forward to the next life and longing for it and hoping for it and living, even though we have to have lots of possessions in this world or even though we're, we're married or whatever in this world, we're living with this longing for that life to come. Um, and I think that you know, just to tie in this this beautiful psalm that's read today, you know, it's a psalm that's obviously speaking to a princess when taken literally, but the church has always interpreted this this psalm as also speaking about uh, consecrated life, right? And sometimes even speaking about the Blessed Virgin Mary, um, because God desires the beauty of souls, the beauty of your soul, the way that the king desires the beauty of the princess. He longs to be united to your soul. He wants your soul to be close to him and intimate with him. So that's really beautiful when we take that passage and, and kind of transport it into the spiritual life. But even my soul, even though I'm a man and I'm not a woman, right, God has this longing to be united to my soul and to be to be united to me spiritually and have me uh, come close to him spiritually. So that's the kind of longing that we should live for, that we'll only be completely united to him the way that he desires and the way our soul should desire once we've left this life behind and entered into the next. Let's live our lives, especially today, uh, striving to long for that perfect union with him.